0: Today, we've got Tim Jordan, who you all know and love from Project X to talk about a wide variety of topics from travel hacks to product research strategy, Amazon financial strategy, the benefits of in-person Amazon conferences and more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host Bradley Sutton and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. And we've got a not so serious seller but but uh, as far as his personality goes, but he's very serious as far as he's a major player in the game. You guys all know and love him from Project X Private Label Legion Sellers Funny. I mean, he's all over the place. AMPM podcast Tim Jordan in the house. Tim, how's it going?
1: I'm good. You, you make me sound a lot cooler than I really am. Yeah, it's you you're overselling it, but that's all right.
0: No, 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 uh, no pressure now. No pressure to live <laughs> exactly. up to that, to that intro. But anyways, um, it's been a long time since you've been on the show. And I wanted to bring you back to talk about some stuff that we talked about when you were first on the show, like two years ago, you know, talking about like bad players in the industry and and and, and things like that, but also you know, you're a savant as far as uh, product research and and just, you know, I want to catch up to see what you've been uh, up to the last, you know, year or so. So I'm not even sure where to begin. But guys, if you want to get some backstory on Tim, make sure to go back to his uh, original episode, you know, on the Serious Sellers podcast. But let's just hop right into it. So first of all, let, let's let's talk a little bit. We had you last um on with Ricardo, if I'm not mistaken. We were talking about, you know, what Helium 10 has been doing with Alta and how that's helping sellers out there. But one of the cool new things Helium 10 Alta just released is that business card option. So could you maybe just take a couple minutes and and talk about how somebody, how and why somebody would use this new business card option?
1: Yeah, the business card is interesting. One, because so many people can't offer it because it's such a regulated business. So with Sellers Funding, we built a pretty good infrastructure that that allows us to do some traditional banking things, but like for e-commerce sellers and cross-border. So if any of you are interested in it, check out uh, Alta, growwithalta.com. Alta is the uh, the kind of seller's funding version specifically for Helium 10 members. We have some unique features and cool stuff in there. Check that out. But as far as a use case, there are a lot of people that have to get money into their certain countries before they can use it. So that UK use case would be someone that lives in Germany that's selling on Amazon US. They might not have a US business entry. They might not have a US uh, bank, right? So what happens is if they need to pay their Helium 10 subscription or they need to pay their, I don't know, uh, PPC spend for Facebook ads in the US, what mm-hmm. happens is Amazon takes your money and shoves it back to you in euros in your German bank account. And then you have to like use an international credit card right to pay those expenses in the US. And it gets crazy expensive because there's a massive fee attached to using a credit card in a different country. So with these with this digital card right now, What you can do is you can have your funds deposited direct into your Alta account, which holds your funds in like up to 37, I think more now, currencies. And you can use, it's essentially a digital uh, debit card number. So once your account is funded, your Alta account is funded through your disbursements, through a working capital or something like that, then you can punch in these numbers to... Uh, whatever needs you have to make those payments without having to actually convert currencies back and forth. So it essentially gives you like a U.S. credit card number or debit card number without you having to be in the U.S. And it works the opposite way. You can do it across the globe as well. So it's a pretty neat function that's going to save a lot of people a lot of money.
0: Okay, cool. I mean, I like I, one of the use cases that I thought was you know the traditional way of whether somebody's using the Alta digital wallet or not is hey you got to wait every two weeks to get your money from from Amazon. And then it goes to your Alta account, or it goes to your bank account directly. And then you've got credit cards you want to use. Now you got to go and pay your credit card. You know that's not instant. You know, uh, even if you even if you're not mailing the checks in, you know that that's fine. But uh, you still got to process it digitally. And, and usually it's like three business days, you know, before a, a payment posts the account. And then I can use my credit card. Like if I have it all maxed out. But the the cool thing about this is, I get that disbursement from Amazon right into my Alta account. Instantly, that money is available. Like that instant, I could I could just go and and you know run my Alta business card. And I don't don't you get cash back on, on it too?
1: Yeah, there's cash back, and it changes uh, a little bit. We're actually about to roll out some cool promotions, even higher cash back. Um, another cool thing, especially the cash back uh, lovers will love this, is if you really wanted to like maximize Alta and you were doing wholesale or you were doing OA, right? You had a supplier that maybe U.S. based, or European based, that you can pay with that card. Check this out. You're a, a online arbitrage seller. Instead of waiting every two weeks to get your disbursements from Amazon, you can use Alta's Daily Advance, which drops money basically into your Alta account every day, and then you can use your debit card to make those online payments. So if you're paying, you know, Home Depot or Sierra Trading Post or you know Walmart.com, whatever it is where you're making those payments, you get your money the same day that your sales are made, up to ninety percent. You use that digital card to pay those vendors. And then you can actually get cash back on top of that. I know a lot of wholesale sellers that are doing millions a year in in sales, and they might be doing a million or more in purchases, and they can pay their wholesale suppliers with a credit or debit card. So if you use this and you get cash back, like it, the money never actually has to come to your actual bank account. Uh, you can turn that stuff instantly. There's no delay. There's no no trying to push around and wait for these funds to clear and get settled, and then you can use that card for cash back, which is pretty stinking cool.
0: Cool, cool. Now you you've been somebody who has been and is still like on both sides of the uh, equation here you know you're on the the fintech side since you work for sellers funding but then you're still an amazon seller and then you deal with a lot of amazon sellers so i know bef- before when, when we first started uh, rolling out alta you know you had your own personal favorites uh, features you know because of stuff that you had done as an amazon seller you know uh, you know uh, the things that come to mind is i remember you talking about you know how you you were able, you're, you're able to save money by being able to pay in Chinese RMB to suppliers as opposed to paying them in dollars traditionally through a U.S. bank, uh, you, you know, you were actually able to save two, three percent. But now that you've been, been uh, in this industry for, you know, uh, uh, six months, a year or, or, or so now, what are some things that you've been hearing from other Amazon sellers? Like maybe it wasn't one of your favorite features, but like some cool use cases or or somebody sent you a message and said, hey, man, because I, I did this one differently, you know, because of Alta, now I was able to do this. Can Can you... Any anything come yeah. to mind that you can recall?
1: The big standout is still working capital. It's it's money to buy inventory. Um, sellers funding continues to build their credibility and their legal and their compliance um, capabilities and their relationships in the financial industry, allowing more and more money to be used to buy inventory at lower and lower cost to more and more people around the world. So right now, sellers funding is the premier option to basically gain working capital almost anywhere in the world you know you can be located almost anywhere in the world um, at much larger amounts than traditional banks will give i mean i've seen multi-million dollar a year you know businesses that are based in the us go to their bank and their bank says yeah we'll give you a line of credit for eighty thousand dollars They're like well we need a half a million because before it's coming up we need about a half a million dollars worth of inventory right now um, sellers funding fits that gap and it's also much less expensive than these predatory lenders, these merchant cash advances, the cabbages and the clear banks of the world, uh, and there's no like weird, shady, um, unregulated goings on like some of the folks in the industry that have popped up and said, "Oh, we provide working capital, but they're not actually licensed they're they're doing stuff that's uh, would be considered uh, illegal in most countries, even so that wor- that working capital still stands still stands out as like the the bread and butter of what people are using more and more on a daily basis. The thing that continues to get better and better every week as the products are built out and as more people use it and continues to make the Im- biggest impact for sellers.
0: Cool, cool. Now, we're going to be bouncing around all over the place uh, in this uh, episode just because that's the way my brain works. But uh, we'll get to uh, back to some fintech stuff, and maybe we'll talk about some, um, some Amazon uh, strategies in, in a little bit. But I want to completely switch gears and talk about the AMPM podcast a little bit. Uh, it's been all pretty much a year if i'm not mistaken that you've been the host of that and just wondering like in this last year you have any um favorite guests that stand out or or maybe some favorite things that you've learned because this is by definition you know we're most of the ones who are on AMPN podcast are not necessarily amazon related but just general e-commerce so i'm sure there's there's been some people on there that may have maybe blown your mind with some things that you didn't know about anything stick out in your mind
1: oh man where do i begin the list is huge um and that's, that's one thing that I've tried to do is like focus, what is the AMPM podcast? Like, what are we focusing on? Of course, we don't want to replicate the same stuff as Serious Sellers Podcast. And what we've tried to do is bring entrepreneurial information from the eyes of an e-commerce seller, right? So if our audience are e-commerce sellers, or solopreneurs, or at least in digital marketing, like what's some of the bigger picture stuff that we can look at? So we've had some incredible guests, anything from, you know, people that have recently sold their e-commerce brands to the founder of WooCommerce, to big arbitrage sellers, to mindset people, to um, you know investment bankers, you know talking about how the value of our our businesses continue to grow as e-commerce sellers, it's crazy. But I'll tell you the one thing, like, and, and you didn't prep me with these questions, you know. So when you mentioned that, the first thing that came to my mind is how humbled I have become, while also empowered, becoming empowered. Here's what I mean: there are a lot of freaking smart people in this world, mm-hmm. and A lot of times it's the people that fly under the radar, the people that you don't realize are going to be like the standout thought leaders, the people that really make an impact. And I have had the privilege and the honor to interview some folks that were just freaking brilliant. And some of that brilliance you don't even see in the episode, but maybe it's like the 20 minutes before we start recording, or I've had people stay on an hour after the recording and hit, or maybe it's I was introduced to them and then I went and read their book and then I went and followed them on social media and I start seeing some of these lessons come on like, they are freaking brilliant. But the reason that I feel empowered and not intimidated, like oh my gosh, how are we going to survive in this world of brilliance? The reason I feel empowered is because all of them are screw ups. The most brilliant people, the most brilliant minds, the most brilliant entrepreneurs that I come across screw up every day. They make mistakes. Mm-hmm. They suck at certain things. There are things they are not doing well. There's weaknesses they have. There are fears that they have. There are um, skeletons in their closet. I'm like, holy crap! This is this is empowering because when I think about the mistakes that. I've made in business or that I see my peers and my colleagues, my partners make in business. Like it's easy to get discouraged by that and go, I'm never going to make it like I can't because I keep screwing up or I made this mistake or I can't figure this out or I haven't learned this. And the reason all this is empowering is because I realized, Oh man, that's everybody. Like even the biggest successes I've ever met in my life. Like they had mistakes that they made. They had um, struggles. They had times when they were bankrupt or nearly bankrupt. They had um, horrible family experiences or personal stuff they went through. And it's like, man, All of these humbling, brilliant people have had the same problems that we all go through.
0: What I want everybody to do right now is you know, 90% of you guys are listening to this probably on Apple or iPhone using Apple Podcasts, or you're on uh, Spotify right now. Hit pause really quick. Hit pause on this episode in whatever app you're in. uh, Just do a search. If you're driving, guys, don't do it, obviously. But uh, when you get to a stopping place, uh, hit a search in whatever podcast platform you're doing. Uh, Search for AM, PM podcast and give it a subscribe and turn on the notification bell if you're on Spotify or in another one of your apps that has that and start, you know, looking back at some older episodes and then make sure you just listen to the new one. There's only one a week, unlike serious dollars podcast. And we actually space it out so that a serious dollar podcast comes on near the beginning of the week, an AM PM podcast in the middle of the week, and then another serious dollars podcast in the weekend. So it's spaced out nicely. So I want everybody again, pause your, your phone right now and hop over to there and just subscribe and then come back here and, and unpause the episode. All right. You guys did that. All right. Now we're back. Anyways, guys. Yeah, please, please go on there. Um, I, you'll, you'll probably find the episode for me, you know, soon I might, I might go in there to talk about my non Amazon, you know, e- e-commerce journey. I got some crazy stuff to talk about from even 20 years ago and running a million dollar fast and furious <laughs> car park company <laughs> when I was 19. But, uh, we'll be on there, but there's tons of great guests The WooCommerce one was great. You know, um, wasn't, yeah, the first one was you and Manny Coates, you know, to, to talk about how Manny Coates, you know, pivoted away. Yeah, that was episode uh, you know, from, 195. From
1: that was, that was kind of the handoff.
0: Manny Coates, he started on the AMPM podcast, just chronicling his journey about how he was selling on Amazon. And then he was like, you know what, uh, I'm just going to uh, develop a couple of tools here for my own Amazon business. But I really think that this could help me increase my listeners on the AMPM podcast. And so he came out with this little thing called Scribbles, where people could write their listing, and then he got such incredible response from that. He was like, "Wait a minute, there's actually a big hunger for for tools for Amazon sellers," and that's kind of like how the idea of of Helium 10 was born. So, so if you think about it, you know, Helium 10 kind of owes its existence almost to the original AMPM podcast. Let's switch gears. Let's do a couple. Uh, instead of saving all the strategy for the end, like I usually do, let's give a couple heavy hitters. Uh, right now. Uh, and let's talk about product research. You know, uh, Tim Jordan has made kind of mainstream, a lot of, you know, kind of teachings out there that, 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 you know, that we talked about in project X and other places that before he, he, he gave it a platform, a lot of people weren't talking about it. Like, you know, finding opportunity on Pinterest and Etsy and, and production in Central America and all these kind of things that were kind of like new and unknown ideas you know, three four years ago, what other things lately Tim has been working for you and 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 your network and and your your team there uh, as far as product research and finding opportunity.
1: So a lot of the stuff that I was doing even two or three years ago still works. Yeah, it's it's not dead. Project X stuff still works every day. Um, I've got a, a group coaching program, Centurion League, and literally every month people are finding products that they're successfully launching in there. So don't don't give up on that stuff. But if you want to hear kind of the new thing that i'm excited about it has to do with affiliate marketing right and the way affiliate marketing works is someone takes somebody else's product and sells it to an audience so the affiliate marketer is potentially the best uh digital marketers in the world because a lot of times the margins are slim um they don't have any control over the brand like but they're experts in finding what people want and attaching them to a specific audience and sharing it to the audience and trying to get a sell for commission so these are probably the best people in the world And what I found is that they are exceptionally good at finding products that are in demand with low competition, right? Products where they can make good margins and not just the products, but where they're going to sell them, what platforms, what avenues, how are they marketing them? So what I've started doing is hunting down some of the best affiliate marketers and backtracking what they're doing and letting them help me find products. Now, affiliate marketers have to use what's called an affiliate network. It's like the go-between that creates the connections to track these sales. So you guys have all seen it. Um, If you use my Helium 10 code, right? My Helium 10 code, I think it's Legion 10 for 10% off Helium 10, right? Not trying to pitch my code, but as an example, if you punch that in, Mm -hmm. then that will help Helium 10 realize, okay, Tim's given this much traffic to Helium 10, like that's where it's coming from. There is a network behind the scenes that helps Helium 10 system know that if somebody uses this code or goes to the link, then it was coming from Tim as the traffic source, right? Well, products work the same way too. And you guys will see this a lot in like Facebook ads. You'll see a product... And you click the link and it goes through like this long link, which is an affiliate tracking link, and it ends up at a store. If you buy anything, it's tracked to that that traffic source, that Facebook ad. Amazon has a massive affiliate marketing system too. It's called Amazon Associates. And where you see this is in a lot of social media and YouTube videos and blogs and gift guides, where if you click a link, it goes to Amazon with a referral code where Amazon knows, hey, it came from this traffic source and they give a commission. Those commissions have reduced. They used to be, you know, five or six percent commissions for just the gross sale. Now, in a lot of categories, it's reduced down to like two or three percent. In groceries, it's reduced down to one percent. But the people that are still selling on Amazon, making money um, as affiliates, are doing so because they have found the product opportunities that have great margin, low competition, high conversion rate, high click through rate, all of that good stuff. The Amazon short code for affiliate marketers is AMZN.TO. Okay, amzn.to. So, what I figured out I can do is I could go to different platforms where affiliate marketers might be lurking, and I can type in a specific keyword to get to a niche or to get to a category, and also type in amzn.to. And the search engine that is that platform will identify the content, the videos, the blogs, the gift guides that are also sharing that Amazon affiliate link. Hmm. So the way I first started doing is going to YouTube. So if we were selling egg trays, all right, our Project X egg trays, uh, you don't want to type egg trays because people are like going to YouTube and ty- typing egg trays. But they might find like backyard chickens, you know, back- backyard chicken raising. That's a pretty big niche or home decor. So if you typed, in fact, I'm going to do it while we're recording. Uh, you guys can't see this, and I've never done this before. What I'm doing is I'm typing in backyard chicken raising. Okay, and that's a lot of people that buy our um, egg trays. So I type in backyard chicken raising in the search query, and I'm beginner's guide to raising backyard chickens, how to raise chickens in your backyard, raising chickens 101, backyard chickens for beginners. All right, this is all great. Now, some of these content creators will also be affiliate sellers, but I don't know how to find them. Like, I don't know what they're pushing. So if I take that same search search query, backyard chicken raising, and in the search box, I also type in amzn.to. So it is literally backyard chicken raising. AMDN.TO, and hit enter. Now all the videos have changed and it's only showing me the videos where people are Amazon affiliates. So right now, when you're listening to this, it may be different, but the first one is how to raise chickens in your backyard, 10 tips. It's 801,000 views. So let me just go to this. Let me mute it so it's not there. And if I go down into the show description and I pop it out. The first thing I see is here's a link to chicken coops, AMZN.TO, long code, chicken dust, right? So what I now see is that this person is creating content about backyard chicken raising with the intention of monetizing largely on the affiliate commissions by pushing traffic to Amazon. All right. So city prepping, Oak Abode is another one, Stony Ridge Farmer. These are all channels that are creating content on how to raise backyard chickens or grow your own eggs or collect your own eggs. With the full intention of becoming an Amazon affiliate seller, that's huge. That's powerful. Now, if I'm already selling chicken, you know, chicken stuff, can we go to these people and have them sell? Sure. But largely, what this is doing is it allows me to go in and and stock what they're doing, stock their products, stock the things that they're pushing, and find opportunities for products that are in demand with low competition, meaning easy to sell.
0: Super interesting. I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about that before. That's, so that's good. Pretty cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. He didn't even know, you know, he didn't prepare that or anything. He didn't know I was going to ask him uh, for that, but that's, that's pretty awesome. All right. Quick break from this episode for my BTS Bradley's 30 seconds. Here is my 30 second tip for this episode. So this can be for just if you're looking for more privacy and, and you know, you think your, your credit cards are going to get stolen or something, but it also can be used for Amazon sellers. I've been using it. If you have like influencers, that you want to do like a search find buy for your product um, or you want them to buy a product and they're, they're be too lazy to do a, a rebate or something. You can actually use this company called privacy.com and what they do is they set up these virtual credit cards. So they're, they're credit cards that are pulled from your bank account. All right. So they give you, you can create tons of different numbers. You could have monthly credit cards. You could have a one-time use credit card. But if anybody uses it, it just takes the money away from your bank account. So it's like you give them this credit card number that they can use. It can be used with any billing address or anything. And that person uses the credit card and it pulls the money from your bank account. So instead of having to rebate them or send them PayPal or something like that, you can get people to you know buy your products or to do things kind of like a little bit less barrier of entry and you're still paying for it. So I don't have an affiliate link, but I've got like this referral code that they give me where you can get $5 free. So if you guys want to try it out, go to privacy.com forward slash join forward slash X6D like dog, E like Edward, H like Helium. All right, so privacy.com forward slash join X6D-E-H and uh, give it a try. Maybe you can find some use for it in your Amazon business. Let's go back to the, um, talking about fintech. Now, what, just out of my personal curiosity, seller's funding or Alta, what's the biggest line of credit you've ever seen approved? Um, I've seen an approval for ten million. That uh, ten million dollars. Ten million. How much do you have to be selling to be approved <laughs> A for lot. That
1: a lot. And yeah. actually, at the time of recording yesterday, we did a single disbursement of eight million. Yesterday, Wait,
0: disbursement meaning that that's what the yeah the, you can the you can be proceeds a, was for in the last two weeks of one person.
1: No, no, no. Disbursement meaning that's how much money they pulled out to spend from their line of credit. So, so essentially when you get approved for a line of credit, I can get approved for a half million dollar line of credit, but I can withdraw $50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. I can do small amounts. So that's a disbursement that the funds are being dispersed to them. Um, this was $8 million in one disbursement, which is cool because, and this is why helium 10 partnered with sellers funding is because sellers funding is the only people like in the industry that can do this. Nobody can touch these numbers, right? Even like Mm -hmm. cabbage before cabbage fell apart, they couldn't touch these numbers. And, um, you know, other folks in the industry, not trying to beat up on other people, they're basically white labeling, like an unregulated uh, cash advance type thing, but nobody else can touch these numbers, especially crossing borders. So really, really cool stuff that's happening and all of that stuff, you know, is in catered um, custom form with Alta. So, you know, Alta, essentially if you, if you're doing a large enough volume in sales, you can get $10 million from Alta, which is pretty substantial.
0: Wow, that is crazy, crazy. All right, let's let's switch gears just yet again. Probably two years ago. Yeah, you know, we, we were just griping about, you know, kind of like shady people that we, you know, obviously we don't call out anybody by name, but in, in the industry who, you know, kind of like made their name from from ripping people off or or from shady marketing and the kind of people who would who would, you know, put out deals and 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 say, hey, it's gonna expire at the end of the month, but then seven months later you'd still see the same coupon, you know, available.
1: Such a new industry that there's a lot of naivety to the schemes that people have i see behind the scenes to a lot of things like i have privy information that drives me crazy there's a guy out there that claims he's doing nine figures on amazon and he doesn't know this but i still have user permissions to his account from when i used to ship his stuff when he was claiming to be a nine-figure seller and i know he wasn't and the guy still owes me like 540 dollars. this is back when i had a 3pl right and I imported some goods, paid his duties, sent him a QuickBooks invoice for the $540 that I paid on his behalf. And I still nearly send that invoice to him every month. I know he'll never pay me the $540. I never will. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll never pay me. But I see him open the invoice because QuickBooks tracks that stuff. If we weed through all the bullcrap and the people annoying us in our DMs and the bad information, there is an equal amount of really good players in this space. Right Where it used to be mm-hmm. one or two companies that knew how to ship to FBA, now there's 2,000 companies that know how to ship straight to FBA. Where we have to deal with people blowing up our inboxes about product inspection. There's good inspection companies out there. While there's sourcing agents you know, uh, from China that are blowing up our, our Facebook message box and getting our WhatsApp number somehow, if we ignore that, we realize that, hey, they're doing this because so many other people have been successful at it because they are good. So you kind of take the bad with the good. The other thing, like in the fintech space that I see, I'm starting to see some ridiculously predatorial stuff where people will advertise this stuff. And then behind the scenes, it's not as you see. So I won't mention the company, but um, there's a company in the the e-commerce space that's advertising like working capital. And the only reason I know this is being in the working capital business. Like I I know how to read the good from the bad. And these people actually offered me like a partnership or position that wanted me to work with them. And after like an hour, they still couldn't explain how their business worked. But essentially what they would do is they would advertise we can, you know, give you up to a million dollars in working capital to fund your business. But then when you actually engage with them, you have to sign an NDA so that you can't even tell anybody else what the actual de- deal, details of the deal are. And the way the deal essentially works is if I come to them and say, hey, I need a half a million dollars, they make me match that half a million dollars. So go to hmm. friends and family and beg for 250000 This company will pitch in 250000 And then... The way they advertise is we'll just pay, or you just pay us a percentage of your profits, right? Like if you yeah. have a slow month, it's a slow month. If you have a great month, it's a great month. But what they don't tell you is the percentage of profits that you're paying don't apply to the principal balance. So if I owe them $250,000 and, you know, they're helping me run my business and even getting some say-so on what's profit or what's expenses, you know, they're going to show a higher profit, which increased your tax liability, and then if I ended up needing, you know, my profits, $5,000 a month, and I've to pay them 20% of that. So $1,000 a month, no matter how many thousands of dollars I give them, it doesn't apply to the 250. So I have to externally mm-hmm. come up with $250,000 and pay them off kind of in a lump sum before they're out of my hair. That's mafia business. That's what that is. That's like mm-hmm. mafia dealings. But people have become so savvy and so polished in the way that they market That I think that a lot of people are falling prey to some stuff like that because, you know, people need help. Here's my recommendation. If you're in the e-commerce space, you're thinking about selling, you are selling, you're looking for a service, go out and get personal recommendations. Don't just go off of marketing. Don't just go off an ad somewhere. Don't just go off of, well, I heard them on this person's collaborative webinar. They must be great. No, go out and ask because there are so many businesses and so many sellers willing to give information now that you can post stuff in private groups. You should be in masterminds if you're not already. You should be in um, you know, have, have at least friends in the industry and say, Hey, what do you guys think of this? Even if they haven't earned the business, say, here's the deal, here's how they work. Here's, here's the term sheet. Here's the contract. Here's, um, the services they're offering. Here's their agency fees. How do they work and get some opinions. Um, I talk a lot about this in the, like the aggregator space. So the aggregators being like Thracio, And then we had boosted and perch and elevate and, you know, Goja and all these, all these brands come up. I think it's great to have that many aggregators, people are like, oh, man, there's so many to choose from. Well, awesome, because aggregators make more money when they pay you less, right? And those are, I have buddies that are aggregators and look, I, I'm still your buddy, but I'm calling it like it is like, you make more money when you pay less for the brand. So your marketing and your advertising is, oh, we pay top dollar for your business. They don't want to pay top dollar. They want to pay as little as possible while still having the perception that they're, that they're paying you a ton, right? And when there was only one or two players in space, they could basically call the price because people wanted to sell their businesses for family reasons or have more time or they thought it was time to exit. Well, with more aggregators and more acquirers in the business, that's awesome because it creates a competitive market where the prices have to go up, which is great for the sellers. And same with service industries, right? If there's more shippers and there's more inspection companies and more software companies and more this and that and this, we're kind of holding each other accountable and we're all forcing ourselves to become better for the customer to stay in business. Right. Two hours before this episode, I was talking to Boyan or Boyon, as you'd like to say. I say it. Boyan, Boyan, And so he's he's the guy that runs Helium 10 now, uh, essentially. And he was telling me, he's like, Tim, we have friends that are competitors. He's like, we do. He said, and we love it. Like he was talking about um, a big social uh, get together that's happening at Prosper that Helium 10 is putting on. He's like, yeah, we yep. he's like, I've already personally invited some of our competitors. And I'm like, dude, that's freaking awesome. And basically, it's like that rising tide raises all ships. Also, we keep each other in check. Also, like if we have nothing to hide, like we'll put ourselves out there. We'll be friends with our competitors. Like we're all going to make this industry better. Let's just do it. I think that's so unique. So moral of the store being, yeah, there's a lot of crappy players out there. There's a lot of confusing information out there. There's a lot of bull crap. But amongst all that bull crap are some really good players. And all of them consolidating and all of them getting bigger and all of them making a larger marketing presence and having more reviews just forces them to be better and better and better. So the service options and the providers and the help that we need is just beginning, beginning to get more robust and more uh, affordable as well. So it, it's yeah. kind of like the great equalizer in the space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, people in the space, whether they were they were gurus or, 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 or software companies, uh, the ones that were doing these shady things that we used to call out, like they never made it. Like, you know, what was that phrase? You know, cheaters never prosper. You know, it's the companies like, like helium 10 and, and sellers funding and, and other ones that, that really have come up in the space. But these other ones who were kind of doing gray area things or, or even black hat things, you know, they never prospered. I mean, just a few days ago, you know, even in a completely side note here, how many Hundred million dollar sellers got suspended recently because <laughs> yep. Amazon discovered a a cheating uh, a review scam that they did. I mean, guys, just regardless of your size, uh, regardless of who you are, if you're just a individual seller selling a thousand bucks a month, or you're a software company or you're an agency, guys, just just try and do stuff above board. Uh, that's that's who wins uh, usually in the end. And then, sure, maybe people can get around, get away with um, some shadiness for a while, but long-term it usually is not the way to go. And then just back to what I was talking about in the Facebook groups, guys, you know, it's hard to kind of like divide who, who really is trying to help other people or who's just trying to make a name for themselves so they can get some private coaching clients or, or they can get people to sign up for their course. But, you know, we try our best at helium tend to, to weed out the bad players in in our Facebook groups. But, you know, if any of you guys notice, you know, notice people who are bad players and, you know, people are sliding into your DMS. That's, that's actually against the rules. Like, we specifically say nobody can private message each other. I mean, that's hard to police, but that's a policy in our Helium 10 Facebook group and the uh, AMPM podcast one, which is called um, FBA High Rollers, where we don't want anybody messaging each other based on that group because what happens is everybody just starts spamming, you know, spamming people. And we want to protect our users from that. So if, if someone's spamming you, make sure to let a moderator know. Now, uh, one thing um, you were talking about is uh, our social, that, that's actually. Uh coming up at Prosper Show guys. So if you guys want to go to the show uh social, you can actually uh sign up for it. Let me get that link for you guys real quick here. It's uh, yeah, helium10.com forward slash rockout. Helium10.com forward slash rockout. This is the prosper show, a social that we are going to have one of the nights July 13th from seven to ten. You're gonna be there, right, Tim? uh I will be there. But you know what? I just found
1: out I wasn't even on the list. You're not on the VIP list, I'm, so so that's, that's, you got to pay. You
0: got to pay to. to no, enter? this is my
1: bone <laughs> I have to pick with you, and I'm going to call out Kevin King too. Um, so Kevin and I, you know, we don't work for Helium 10, but but we're good buddies and good allies uh, with Helium 10. And I was talking to on and he said, Tim, all of the Helium 10 staff got together and they collaborate on a VIP list for our event. You know, people that we're going to take extra care of because they've been good friends of ours, and you know all this. And this. he said, Tim, you know who is missing from that list? He said the staff put in this list of like. The biggest friends of Helium 10 he said there was no Tim Jordan, yeah. there was no Kevin King. And I was oh like, What goodness. the
0: crap? <laughs> so I said, Wait, gonna... these guys are rich enough, they can pay for their own entry. They don't need no stinking VIP.
1: <laughs> so some boy on said he said, Well, I added you guys to the list. And and uh, I, I don't know, it kind of hurt my feelings, Bradley. So oh, we need man. to figure out who kicked me off the list so so I can go cry
0: to them and tell them my feelings are hurt. Shame on them, shame <laughs> on them. But anyways, guys, Kevin King and Tim Jordan. Uh, we will be there myself. Boyan, if you guys are wondering who is this Boyan character here, <laughs> you can meet uh, him, our chief operating officer, and should be a few hundred other sellers. It's going to be a really crazy party. We're going to have karaoke and DJs and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but just in general, the Prosper Show is kind of good to go to. Now, the Prosper Show is not put on by Heliumton. We, we're actually a vendor there. We have a booth, so you'll be able to visit us at the booth. But it's a great show for for learning more about Amazon and networking. I mean, networking is uh, the biggest thing we've been missing, you know, the last year or so that we've been online or in virtual. And then there are also a lot of cool vendor booths, but just in general, Tim, you know, you're somebody who's like me, who, who likes to travel and likes to network and, and, and go to conferences and things. So for somebody who hasn't done that yet, can you just kind of like put into words the value of, you know, it's not necessarily a case of, oh, I'm going to go to this convention and I'm going to hear this game changing hack that's going to change my life. But, but, to you, what is, what is more of the benefit of, of going to these kind of conferences?
1: Well, for me, it's changed. When I first started going to conferences, it was because, you know, I could have personal relationships. I could sit around a table with some strangers that knew more than me. I could learn. I could get exposed stuff. I could find service providers. Um, even some of the biggest introverts in the entire industry that I know, you know, braved going to one of these events and, and met one or two people that completely changed the trajectory of their business. For me, the reason I go is family. And I know this sounds super cheesy, but just bear with me and deal with it. But like e-commerce is a lonely business, right? Many of us work from home. We work by ourselves. We might have some VAs or some staff, but like nobody knows what we're doing. Like we're trying to take on this, the weight of the world as an entrepreneur by ourselves, right? And it's, it's kind of lonely. So for me, going to these events and getting to hug my friends. And yes, I know COVID's still going on, but those of you that are my friends, you're going to get a big hug. You know, it's just going to happen. Um, don't be terrified if you're not one of my friends <laughs> saying I'm going to grab you, but like, it's my family, you know, it's people that, um, I can go to and I can talk about my struggles. Or I can talk about my successes and they actually get it. You know, my wife has never listened to an episode of AMPM podcast. She doesn't know a single product I sell. She's never yeah. watched a minute of project X. She She's just not into it. It's not her thing. And that's fine. Right. So like my support system, my business family, like they're the ones I see at conferences and getting there and building those relationships and feeling empowered and seeing other successful people and getting me fired up and just getting to have fun and just getting to goof off and like laugh. I recently went on a fishing trip to Venice, Louisiana with a bunch of Amazon sellers. Right. And it was like the hardest I've laughed and the most I've smiled and the least I've been on my phone, just worrying about life in a year because nine of us went to some stinky Marina at the very end of the Mississippi river and went fishing for three days. Right. It was freaking amazing. And like, that's, that's, that's it. That's the connection. That's family. You know, it doesn't matter how much money we make or how many products we successfully launch. If we're not enjoying it, we don't have someone that can give us a high five. We do good or someone that can, you know, be a shoulder to cry on if we need it because we screwed up and, you know, lost a bunch of money on something Mm -hmm. or someone to just have some fun with and laugh. Right. So to me, that's what those events are. So whether you're a beginning seller, an advanced seller, you've never been to an event, you've been to a ton of events. I mean, COVID's wrapping up, guys, and the numbers are dropping significantly. And um, at least in the U.S., it's becoming much, much, much safer to travel. And uh, the venture coming back, we've got Prosper, we've got ASGTG, we've got ASD, we've got Retail XIRCE. we've got Billion Dollar Seller Summit, we've got um, Traffic and Conversions, we've got Funnel Hacking Live all coming this year. And by God, I'm going to be at every single freaking one of them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you at most of those that you mentioned as, as well. Any, you know, speaking of travel, you know, I know we haven't done much of that over the last year. Any travel hacks you can share with us? I know before you talked about the uh, the founders, uh, the Founders, Founders Club, club, yeah. uh, club. So, so, like, talk about that for like thirty seconds, real quick, and then any other kind of cool travel hacks you've you've learned over the last uh, couple of years since you've been on the show. Yeah,
1: Founders Club was awesome because it gave me like diamond status with Vegas, and anybody goes to Amazon conference knows that diamond status in Vegas is huge at all the Caesars properties. Um, you can get minute suites, you can get like Presidents uh, Club at Avis. It's awesome. I think it's like three hundred bucks a year, and it's probably worth ten thousand dollars to me a year. Um, travel hacks right now, uh, there's not that many because. The travel industry isn't giving away much because they've lost so much money, right? It's really, really tough. Um, yeah. I fly, uh, here, here's one for you though. Um, I fly American Airlines and for the past couple of years, I've had nearly the highest status. I've had the highest public status, you can get Executive Platinum, which basically means 95% of my domestic flights get upgraded for free. They give me all sorts of free perks, like it's awesome, you know, they roll out the red carpet. Um but even though they've lowered the threshold to get these this very extreme status, and although I've been traveling a lot in the past year, it's just short domestic flights, right? I'm not going to mm-hmm. reach that same level of status. Um, if you are in a city where you started getting status with one airline, but you wish you had another, like if you're an American Airline Elite status, you're like, dang, I wish I was with United or you wish I was with Delta. Right now, a lot of these airlines are doing swaps. So if I were to contact Delta and say, hey, I'm an American Airlines Executive Platinum They would give me the same status with Delta right now in a swap, and they are frequently doing it for an additional year and a half. So, if my executive platinum is going to expire in January because I don't meet the new thresholds, I can jump to Delta, which doesn't really matter to me. I can jump to Delta and get that top level status. And instead of it expiring in January 2022, they'll uh, stretch it out to January 2023 and give me another year to build those same miles with Delta. So, if you've ever thought about changing elite statuses with airplane uh, companies, right now they're making it very, very uh lucrative and they're heavily incentivizing yeah. for you to swap, especially like uh Eddie Levine. Eddie Levine, guy who lives in Chicago, buddy of mine, like he's always been executive platinum. He hasn't traveled at all during the pandemic. I think right now, today he's on his first flight or yesterday. Well, if he jumps over like to Delta or United, another one where Chicago's a hub, he can stretch it out for another year and a half. So little, little hack right there if you can wing it. And many of you may not travel enough to have that elite status anyways, but if you do, definitely check that out because it may save your tail from getting stuck in the very back seat of an airplane somewhere.
0: That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. um, I, I'm I'm taking my fa- whole family this time to uh, Maldives in about three weeks and it's about a $11,000 trip and I'm paying zero for it. So I'll let you guys know nice. how I did that once I do that episode. Uh, let's go back to Amazon now. It uh, doesn't have to be on product research. It can be uh, keyword research, product research, uh, listing optimization, PPC, something um, new that you haven't talked about on the show before.
1: Yeah. Back up your flat files. Right now we're seeing so many Changes on the back ends, front ends, pictures, all this stuff, whether it's Amazon shuffling stuff around or um, malicious black hat stuff, like people uploading keywords in your back end, people putting uh, watermarks on your images you're not realizing, and then filing IP compl- complaints. It's nasty. So, what we started doing is downloading flat files for everything, whether it's listing or PPC, and we download them every day. And it's like putting a backup drive on your computer, right? So, we have VAs that just download them every day, and after seven days, it gets deleted. So, we always have the past seven days. So if something crazy happens with our listing, we can essentially hit the reset button by contacting Amazon saying something screwed up. Will you basically upload this last version So go back one day or two day with all of your settings, all your images, all your keywords, all of your everything, and it does it uh, almost instantly. It's like hitting the reset button. But if you're not thinking about downloading that, if a problem happens and you can't figure out what it is or Amazon can't figure out what the problem is, uh, there's, there's no help. So basically, it's like hitting a save button on your document on your computer and having a past version to go back to. So we've made that part of our SOPs, and it saved us, I think, twice in the past two months now.
0: Sweet, I love it, I love it. So you, th- these have been kind of what we call the 30-second the tips, but how about one more, uh, really good one for our our 30-second tip of the, the episode?
1: You better start watching Walmart. <laughs> That's my tip. Mm. Walmart's getting crazy. Um, Walmart's doing things that Amazon has not been willing to do for the seller community. Walmart is now the second largest and it's been that way for like a year and a half and so when he's talking about a marketplace in the US at least. They have global presence and Walmart has the best infrastructure in the entire industry. They have more trucks, they have more warehouses, they have more pickup locations, they have more employees than Amazon's ever thought about having. Think about Walmart as having a distribution center and a fulfillment center and a warehouse in every small town in America, Canada and mostly Mexico. It's huge. So I think it's like, the sleeper, right? This is Paul Walker in a sleeper car. Back to the Fast and, <laughs> and Furious, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you don't know what's under that hood, but it, but it's going to take off here shortly. So you guys, be careful and uh, don't miss the boat. Start paying attention to uh, to Walmart as an opportunity to start selling your products too.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, we're def- I'm definitely taking a a closer look at that platform and going to try and le- learn it over the next uh, few months myself. Already got Project X and Project 5K up on there, but haven't really pushed it yet i just wanted to get the the account set up and and a product live so if you guys can let me know if you can even find the coffin shelf on walmart I, I doubt you can find it but uh let me know if you can and and give us a search find buy on it or something to increase our our page ranking <laughs> anyways uh what's the what's the next uh, year look like uh, for you Tim like you, 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 looks like you're you're starting more coaching again uh, unlike you know because you were away from that for a while yeah or, so I partnered what, up on with the um, for the rest of 2021. yeah so
1: I partnered up with Norm Farrar, everybody knows Norm Farrar, the beard guy and we have a group coaching program which is called the Centurion League so shameless plug you can check it out at thecenturionleague.com. it's probably the best bang for the buck in the industry in my opinion um, we're also doing a lot of free content within private label legion all that good stuff. Then we've got um, a bunch of new events coming up. We're starting to see other service fighters popping up that I'm I'm having good relationships with. We're starting to see integrations with different channels, different marketplaces working together, doing uh, some pretty collaborative stuff. So it's making expanding into e-commerce globally easier. So I don't know exactly what my next year looks like, Bradley, but I'll tell you this. I'm not deciding right now. Like I'm just riding this wave and every month it might change. Um, mm-hmm. every month, month by month, there might be a new hyper focus for me because I would be crazy to decide what's going to happen tomorrow when I don't know what's going to happen in the next hour. Like this world is so volatile yeah, and it's same. so, re- re, you know, reactive and it's changing so fast that, that I just want to be along for the ride. So I know that I'm going to yep. keep hustling and keep doing my thing. I'm going to keep trying to, uh, every day, turn my phone off for an hour, spend some time with the family, not go absolutely insane or go through burnout again. Um, but I'm going to be there along for the ride because it's, it's still getting crazier and crazier every day.
0: Love it, love it. All right, guys. Uh, You know, throughout this episode, Tim has given his um, his different contacts uh, or different websites that you can check out. And don't forget, primarily, AMPM podcast. Make sure to support that one. I guarantee you're going to get some nuggets there. And uh, we were the Alta one again is growwithalta.com. He gave you the Centurion League one there. Uh, Clubhouse. Sometimes you'll see Tim Jordan on Clubhouse Uh, Instagram. Sometimes he's on there. He he wants to become an Instagram model, but um, um. yeah, so you you can maybe uh, use him as an influencer for your Amazon product. Anyways, Tim, uh, one, one other last thing that you didn't mention, um, that that's still kind of like in development, but be looking out, guys, for a new. I'm not sure what we're gonna call it yet, but a new Project X, and Tim will definitely be we, uh, involved. I don't know if we uh, can call that. it should Project X.
1: It's gonna be it'll be something different, but it'll be yeah, we'll like, s- like
0: like let us know what what it should be. You know, Project Y, Project X squared. Uh, you know, like what. What is it going to be? Give us a name.
1: it's not Uh just another project. It's not just going to be a standard case study. The format and the type and the other collaborators that are going to be involved will be unlike anything else ever seen in this industry. So when we release it, (laughs) it's going to be something special.
0: It absolutely is. So guys, look out for that uh, later on. So anyways, uh, Tim, I guess the next time I'll see you, uh, if not sooner, it'll probably be in July at the Prosper Show. So uh, we'll see you then.
1: All right. Take care.